that really in the Bible? You live in a world where everyone has an opinion about the Bible. Of what values are your beliefs if they are not clearly found in the pages of your Bible? The question we must ask is, are your opinions and beliefs really found in the Bible? Well, hello, I'm David Freeman Webb. Is that really in the Bible? Has our world gone mad? It's a mad, mad, mad world from the Supreme Court legalizing gay marriage to a man turning himself into a woman, Bruce Jenner, and celebrating the fact, yes, celebrating the fact. I mean, I was amazed at, I watched the, the uh, segment on ESPN. In fact, Jenner won a Courage Award on ESPN over other candidates, such as an Army football veteran who had lost both his legs. But I was watching that, and here was his mother, just everybody just celebrating, and it's like, am I the only one that thinks this stuff is weird? I mean, what's going on here? Look at this picture here. This is a powerful picture. Uh, he says, I have a hard time finding Bruce Jenner brave and courageous. Wow, every picture tells a story. You know, to me, a picture can say more than a thousand words could ever say. But that is so powerful, that picture. You know, I mean, is, is our world gone crazy? Uh, you know, from, from a man trying to become a woman and, and our government giving to, you know, our government giving Iran the capability to destroy us, to wipe us off the map. Of course, first Israel, then America, but you know, and our Secretary of State actually coming up with this plan. I mean, someone said that, a, a radio talk show I was listening to said that Carrie's elevator just, it doesn't reach the penthouse floor. You know, it's like an order of fries short of a Happy Meal. I mean, it's madness. I mean, it's something going on here that is beyond our human reasoning that we're not seeing. And I'll try to explain that, what, what's going on here in our mad, crazy world in which we live in. You know, the illusion of the media, now this is another thing that there's an illusion out there. The media gives, you, gives us the news in such a way that it creates the illusion that everybody thinks that what Bruce Jenner did is okay. Now, it's just perfectly okay. Uh, that, that, you know, that no one is saying, man, that's weird, that's strange. Uh, that everybody thinks gay marriage is just the coolest thing they'd ever come up with in their life. That, that's good. That the media portrays that. And the media portrays it in such a way that you start thinking, well, there must be something wrong with me. There must be something wrong with me because I don't agree with any of this stuff. And so I'm the problem. See, that's the illusion. That's the illusion that the media portrays. Most people are not for gay marriage. Most people think what Bruce Jenner did is an abomination. That is downright stupid. That's what most people think. Most thinking, rational people with three brain cells in their head will, will think that's weird, okay? And that's the majority. But the media gives you the illusion that everybody's for this. Not so. Not so at all. You're being lied to by your media also, by the way. <laughs> that could be a sermon right there. Okay, in the United States, listen closely to these statistics. 277 violent crime. 2,057 uh, thefts. 
1,200 auto accidents, 480 burglaries, 180 missing person, uh, three murders, 19 forcible rapes, 60 sexual assaults, 80 robberies. This will all occur within the next two hours of your life and the next two hours after that and the next two hours after that. All this is is the FBI crime clock and I just broke it down into two hour segments. But this is continuously occurring every two hours, those statistics. Now, do you think this is the way that God wants it to be? No, it's a crazy world in which we live in. It's a mad, mad, mad world. 1963, there's a, a movie out entitled, It's a Mad, Mad World. And it's a, it was a comedy about a mad rush to find some hidden treasure. I remember watching that with my father later on in life and we both got a kick out of that. But you know, today we can say the same thing. It's a mad, mad, mad world. Only it's a different kind of madness. Uh, and it should not surprise us. You know, back in the, uh, I think it's Deuteronomy, God says, now if you will hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God, all these blessings shall come upon you. I'm gonna bless you when you come in. I'm gonna bless you when you go out. I'm gonna bless your children. I'm gonna bless you in the city. I'm gonna bless you in the country. I'm gonna bless everything about you. But if you will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God, if you will not keep his commandments, if you belong to a church that says the law's been abolished, the law's been fulfilled, Jesus did all that for us so that you don't have to, you know, if you will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God, all these curses shall come upon you. And one of the curses is found in Deuteronomy 28 and verse 28. Let's read it. The Lord shall smite thee with madness and blindness and astonishment of heart. I'm, folks, it's happening. It's happening right before our eyes. It's madness what you see around you. It's madness some of the decisions that our leaders make. It's madness the entertainment and what the media is portraying to you. It's absolute insanity. Have you heard about the Equality uh, Act? that Congress is, is, uh, considered, uh, is now considering this Equality Act. It's, uh, it's sexual orientation and gender identity will be, they're considering making that a protected class. Uh, Congress, listen, is considering a law that would make it illegal to keep biological men who self-identify as female out of the women's restrooms and in public places. In other words, a man comes along and says, today I feel like a woman. I feel like a woman, okay. All right, and, and they're considering a law that would allow this to happen, where a man who feels like a woman, self-identifies as a woman, could be in the women's restroom. Now, why is Congress considering this law? Has anybody ever asked that question? that why not just say that's stupid, Psh, throw it away, get it out of here. Why is, why is your tax dollar going for a bunch of people to sit around and consider a law about men who self-identify as, who think they're a woman, today I feel like a woman, that they can legally go into a woman's bathroom? Why are they even considering, is it any wonder, wonder America's, Americans are fed up with the political system of our society today? When you consider the abject stupidity of what is going on, what, what is even being considered 
by Congress. Is it any wonder Americans are fed up with our political system? Now, if you're a woman and you see a man in your bathroom, in the woman's bathroom, let me tell you what you do. You kick his rear end. That's what you do. He'll never think about doing it again, by the way. You just, you raise hell if you see a man in your restroom. You know, sometimes righteousness has to be taken by force. You just got to stand up and do the right thing. When our government passes laws that are contrary to the law of God, that are in defiance to the law of God, or just plain old outright common sense, okay, like God created them male and female, when our Congress are, passing, are considering passing laws that are contrary to God, you don't have to submit to it. Now, I hear you know, a bunch of religious people, well, well, we're supposed to submit to governments and all everything they say. No, no. When it's contrary to the will of God, when it's contrary to the law of God, you don't have to submit to it. You can say to Congress and our government, you can pass all the stupid laws you want. You can pass stupid laws six days a week and twice on Sunday, but I'm not listening to them. I'm not going along with it. I mean, and, and this thing of feeling like a woman, self-identifying as a female, since when are we ruled by our emotions? Well, today I feel like, you know, I feel like a woman, a man. You know, I'm a man, but today I feel like a woman. Well, since when are we ruled by our emotions? If, you, if you're a man and you feel like a woman, change the way you feel. It's called faith. It's called positive thinking. It's called the ability to manage your emotions. I mean, if I just was ruled by the seat of my pants, by my emotions, I would never get up and go to work. I don't trust my emotions as far as I can spit. So what is this thing about just, we're, we're developing laws that are based on what a person feels. Well, I just, I'm a man, but I feel like a woman today. This is insanity, it's insanity. Now, if you're a human being, let me give you a test right here. Stand in front of a mirror, a full-length mirror, and pull down your pants. Okay, if you've got a penis, you're a man. If you've got a vagina, you're a woman. God created them male and female. Okay? It's like, you know, beam me up, Scotty. There's no intelligent life down here. It's unreal. It's unreal. All right, Isaiah 29 and verse 13. Wherefore, the Lord said, For as much as these people draw near to me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, oh yes, lip service, but, we, but, but have removed their heart far from me and their fear toward man is taught by the precepts of men. Who do you fear the most? Do you fear God? Or do you feel, do you, do you fear Congress or your government the most? Who do you fear the most? God, the Word of God, the authority of God's Word? Or the idiots that are coming up with all these laws, you know? <clears throat> verse, Isaiah 29, verse 14. Therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people. Now notice this. Even a marvelous work and a wonder for the wisdom of their wise men shall perish and the understanding of the prudent men shall be hid. I'm telling you, it has happened. It's happening right before our eyes. What God is saying is this. Your leaders will be a pack of fools. I'm going to take away their wisdom. I'm going to take away their understanding. I'm going to do a marvelous work at the end time, 
Your leaders are going to be a pack of fools. They, can't, they don't even have common sense. Not even common sense. Now, I know we live in a world where we are influenced by, other, by others. But that is no excuse for the madness that I see all around me. And I, I, want, I want to share with you what the world that is coming to this earth is referred to in the Bible as the kingdom of God, the government of God is going to be established more than likely in your lifetime at the return of Jesus Christ. And I want to, I want to just look at that a little bit because the only answer is, Jesus said, when you pray, pray, thy kingdom come. Okay, I want you to imagine a farmer in the Midwest 100 years ago. He works hard all day long. He lives off the land. He's close to creation. Uh, he helps the cow. You know, he's got a thousand head of cattle. He helps uh, the, the cow give birth to the little calf. Hands-on experience. He's close to the land. He's close to creation. No internet, no TV, no cell phone. This farmer, <clears throat> if we could go back 100 years ago, would never look out across the landscape and say, you know, that old, those couple bulls I've got for breeding, that bull, he would really look good dressed up like a cow. That thought, that kind of erroneous thinking would never enter his head. And he would never look across the landscape and say, you know, those two bulls, they'd make a great couple. No, because he knows how life is produced. You know, he, he, he understands that. He's helped the cows give birth to the little baby calf. I mean, he understands how things operate. And so he would never say, those two bulls would make a great couple. Never. And he would never think of enabling his enemy, this, this farmer living in the Midwest 100 years ago. You know, farmers have enemies. You don't want the foxes to raid the hen house. And so this farmer would never think, I'm going to open the door to the hen house and just see what happens. No, because it's self-preservation. That, that's how he takes care. That's how he feeds his family and his wife and his children. And so he would never think of enabling, as we have done as a nation, to Iran. He would never think of enabling his enemy because it's insanity. Now, I know something about the soon coming kingdom of God. And I need to share that with you. Much of the change that will take place in man's heart will simply take place by changing his environment. Change a man's environment, change his heart. Now, how this soon coming kingdom of God will be different. Now, I want to clarify. Christ returns to this earth. I'm not talking about heavenly retirement. Heaven doesn't need fixing. There's nothing wrong with heaven. It's down here where men are that needs fixing. And Christ said, I'm going to return to this earth and establish my government, my kingdom on this earth. Now, these verses I'm going to share with you are kingdom setting. In other words, Christ has returned and this is what it's going to be like. Micah 4 and verse 4. But they shall set every man under his vine and under his fig tree, and none shall make them afraid, for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken it. You know, Israel back then was an agrarian society. They lived off the land. And this is what we're going to revert back to. It says every man's going to sit underneath his own fig tree. He's, he's, every man's going to have his own plot of land. He's going to live off the land. Again, change a man's environment, change his heart. Isaiah 35 and verse 1. The wilderness and the solitary places shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as a rose. Now here we're talking about the transformation of landscape. 
You know, there is a verse in the Bible, where, and I think in Revelation, where it talks about no more seas, no more oceans. You know, the ocean now, I believe there will be smaller bodies of water, smaller oceans for all you ocean lovers out there. I can't stand, I couldn't stand the thought of no more ocean, just none. But here's the point, 71% of, of, of the earth is covered with water. And what we're talking about is making the expansion of more land. Why? Because we're going to spread people out. They're not going to be living on top of each other in the inner cities like they are now. Um, now, we could talk about could God create uh, another world? Well, yes, he could. He could take one of the planets out there and position it just the right distance from the sun and, you know, put a moon for the gravitational pull of the oceans and tilt it on its axis so it has the seasons. God could do that and, and we'd have a whole lot of space for people to live. Uh, that would be no problem for God. But uh, while I'm on the subject, how do you know that at the beginning God didn't create more worlds where people are on? In fact, Hebrews 1 and verse 2 says, He has in these last days spoken to us by His Son, whom He has appointed, heir of all things, by whom also He made the worlds. Worlds? Yes, more than one. You know, how, how do you know that God didn't? How, why do we think we're the first time, we're the first ones? We're, we might be amazed come resurrection time where God says, look, I had other worlds with people on them, other human beings. Same Bible, same Jesus, same Savior, but you thought you were the only ones. And of course, these worlds would be uh, limited by distance and space. We know nothing about them right now. Too, too far away, limited by distance and space. But we like to think we're the only ones, and we like to think we're the first time God ever did this. You know what? Your God is too small. Your God is too small. Okay, we're talking about the expansion of land to spread people out. Isaiah 5 and verse 8, Woe unto them that join house to house, that lay field to field, till there be no place that they may be placed alone in the midst of the earth. You know, the concept of city life, of asphalt and concrete and, and 100,000 people located all in one spot will be a thing of the past when this kingdom is established on this earth. You know, one of the things that I think all cities have is that they are very liberal. It's what I call the degeneration of character uh, occurs first in the city, and then it spreads out to the country. Now, the reason that is true is, number one, they're not, in the city, you're not close to God's creation. I mean, you're close to asphalt, concrete, other people, and you're influenced heavily by other people. You know, there are commercials on TV that encourages people to get out of, you know, get out of the city, get into the country. I saw a commercial just recently. It was a very beautiful co commercial about how we need to get back to creation and nature. Uh, it's very powerful. But, uh, you know, when people talk about taking a vacation for two weeks out in the country, you know, the idea, okay, I'm going to get out of the city and into the country or I'm going to go to the beach for two weeks. That's not enough. That's not enough. Because in a city, asphalt, concrete, people, all that, you know, that it, I, I couldn't stay close to God living in that environment personally. So we're talking about the, the, the degeneration of character occurs first in the city because one, they're not close to God's creation. Again, change your environment, change the heart of man. Number two, in the city, uh, opinions are more rapidly expressed in large groups of people. 
In other words, when you've got people compacted together, they share and express their opinions more rapidly. And they say, well, I think gay marriage, that's a wonderful thing. And that's spread to the next person, next person. I think it's wonderful what Bruce Jenner did, and that's a great thing, you know. And, and so these opinions, people without any type of foundation, people without the Bible, people that don't even know how to form an opinion on their own, just sort of all these opinions are spread very rapidly back and forth, back and forth, and it causes the degeneration of character. And the sad part is with modern technology, the same thing is happening worldwide. Uh, this degeneration of character where opinions can be passed back and forth so quickly at the press of a button, iPad, internet, you know, cell phones. And, uh, you know, that's what we see happening, the degeneration of the character of a nation. It's occurring very rapidly now because of how quick information can be shared and how easily influenced we are by the simple-minded who really don't have a, a, an opinion on their, own, on their own, they're just sharing these ideas. Oh, I think that's cool, that's good, yeah, that's a great thing. Okay, I'm talking about the soon coming kingdom of God on this earth. Change a man's environment, change his heart. Isaiah 65 and verse 22, they shall not build and another inhabit it, they shall not plant and another eat. For the day, for as the days of a tree are the days of my people, and my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. You know, you're really talking about here as a, a self-sufficient lifestyle of living off the land. In other words, you're not gonna, you're gonna build your own home. You're not gonna build someone else's, you're not gonna build a home and someone else lives in it. You're not gonna build 100 homes in a subdivision uh, packed on top of one another where you can spit off your porch and hit your neighbor, you know, no. You're going to build your own home, and you're going to live in your own home, okay? They shall plant, uh, they shall uh, not plant and another eat, okay? You're, you know, you're not going to bake a million loaves of bread for someone else to eat. You're going to bake your own bread for you to eat. This is the world that is coming. It's, it's sort of a world of self-sufficiency, self self-sufficiency, depending on God, living off the land, depending on God, a personal, close relationship with God is what is being described here with the soon coming, with the world that is coming to this earth, the kingdom of God on this earth. Isaiah 11 and verse six says, the wolf also shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the kid and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together and a little child shall lead them. Wow, what a setting, what a peaceful setting. And the cow and the bear shall feed them shall feed, excuse me, their young ones shall lie down together and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. Now you, here you're talking about the total nature of animals that are changed. And of course this is also a reference to nations, I believe, the nature of nations. The heart of man is gonna be changed. No longer are nations gonna be warring and fighting and devouring one another like wild beasts but there's gonna be an, a, 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 a peace upon the whole earth in this soon coming government kingdom of God. Isaiah 11 and verse nine, they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the water covers the sea. This is the world that we all want. It really is. This is what I want. Because, you know, for me, as long as one person is suffering, I'm sort of not happy. I mean, I, 
You know, it's, 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 it's hard to contemplate the idea of children suffering, the idea of a human being suffering around the world. I want a world that is free from pain and suffering. I want a world that truly knows God. I want a world that where everybody is close to God, close to creation, close to God, living in peace and harmony. You know, that's the world that we all want. Now, I want to, I want to uh, offer you this. This free publication, The Feast of Tabernacles, will explain what this world that is coming called the kingdom of God will be like. You need to order this. I'll order this free. I'll send this to you free of charge. It has a glimpse of tomorrow's world where it goes through a lot of these scriptures that I quoted here of what that soon coming kingdom of God will be like when it's set up on this earth, a glimpse of tomorrow's world. Listen, you need this for no other reason than just to stay encouraged in a mad, crazy world in which you live. Also, I'll send you free of charge the coming utopia, which will talk more about this soon coming government kingdom of God on this earth. It says training future leaders. Yeah, God is in the process. You know, listen, God is calling out his cabinet members, just like a president will select his cabinet members. God is calling out his cabinet members that will rule with him during this time when this kingdom is set up on this earth. You were born to teach, believe it or not. You were born to teach others. And uh, because there's a lot of information here, there's a lot of information that's been lost to mankind. You know, what kind of, is, what is true education? How will the world be taught true education? This book, The Coming Utopia, will explain that. And I'll send both of these to you free of charge. Now, let me warn you, this the uh, Feast of Tabernacles, that's the sixth holy day, by the way. Uh, don't, don't ask your minister about these holy days because he knows nothing about them. And he might be able to tell you about Christmas, Easter, Halloween, and April Fool's Day, but he's not gonna be able to tell you about these feast days. Basically, you can only get this information here the meaning of God's holy day. And this sixth holy day is a reference to the kingdom and the government of God that's gonna be established on this earth when the whole world will celebrate before God at Christ's return, when this government of God, this kingdom of God is established on this earth. You know, there's a lot of preachers that don't even believe that Christ is going to return and, and set up his kingdom and, and yet, you know, the disciples of Jesus were like would-be revolutionaries. They wanted, they said, Lord, will you at this time uh, set up your, the kingdom uh, of God on the earth? And, and Jesus said, well, it's not for you to know the time or the season that the Father has placed in his hand. They didn't know 2,000 years would have to go by before Christ would return the second time to establish his government on this earth. But they wanted that kingdom on that. They wanted Christ to return, overthrow the Roman government, and set up his kingdom right then and there. Well, we're 2,000 years closer to that kingdom. And that kingdom is more than likely coming in your lifetime. Christ is gonna return and establish his kingdom on this earth. Well, I'm out of time. I'm David Freeman. And remember, that's what's really in your Bible.